Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. I'm Keith Caulfield, Senior Director of Charts at Billboard. And I'm Jason Lipschutz, Billboard's Senior Director of Music. Greetings, Jason. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, man. How are you? I am uh, just fine. I've, I I had this baked into the bottom of the show, but I feel like we should probably mention it now. Um Jason is filling in for Katie Atkinson, who normally co-hosts the show with me. But of course, you know Jason because Jason started the show with me. But we have big news because yes. Katie had her baby. Woo, Katie! Yeah! Uh, she had her baby on uh, Monday. Uh, her name is Natalie. And uh, baby and mom and fam are all doing great. So uh, if you stalk her on Instagram, uh, send her your wishes. (laughs) Big congrats to Katie and her family and little Natalie. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, as always, the Billboard Pop Shop podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about babies, the latest pop news, fun (laughs) chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today on the show, we've got chart news about how Kenny Chesney's new album debuts at number one on the Billboard 200 Albums chart, how Drake ties Madonna's record for the most top 10 songs ever on the Billboard Hot 100, and how Doja Cat's Say So thinks in significant part to a new remix featuring Nicki Minaj has hit number one on the Hot 100 chart. In addition, considering the news of the new Say So remix helping the track to number one, we'll also be taking a stroll down chart memory lane and look at some of the other notable number ones that got a late-in-the-game goose from a remix to number one. I love taking a a stroll down chart memory lane with you. It's my my favorite stroll I can take. (laughs) Um, Plus, we got news on Ariana Grande and Justin Bieber's new single, Stuck With You, for charity, uh, and the passing of rock and roll legend, of course, Little Richard. But before we get to all of that, uh, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast provider so you never, ever, ever, ever miss an episode. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, Visit Billboard.com slash podcasts. That's plural. All right. Um, Keith, are you ready? You ready to rock and I'm roll? I'm ready. All right. I'm ready, to, I'm, I'm ready as I'll ever be, Jason. Let's get to some of the biggest headlines on Billboard.com. First, we have to start with this. Uh, the passing of an all-time rock and roll great, Little Richard. He passed away on Saturday, uh, May 10th, uh, May 9th, excuse me, uh, at 87 years old. Uh, the flamboyant boundary breaking gender blurring makeup wearing piano playing just all-time great little richard and his electric barnstorming hits like tutti frutti lucille and good golly miss molly influenced a slew of artists from the 1950s onwards i mean yeah just speaking of influence you have to think about all of the musical legends who had been directly impacted by little richard that includes elvis presley the beatles rolling stones bob dylan Elton John, and then you have a, a more modern artist like Bruno Mars. Uh, the list just goes on and on. And then, you know, um, when uh, following his passing, Paul McCartney posted a series of tweets on May 10th, writing in part, "Little Richard came screaming into my life when I was a teenager. I owe a lot of what I do to Little Richard and his style, and he knew it." He would say, "I taught Paul everything he knows. I had to admit he was right." Paul closed his tweets with this quote. I thank him for all he taught me 
and the kindness he showed by letting me be his friend. Goodbye, Richard, and a wop bop a bop yeah, it's it obviously really sad news, but uh, obviously such an enormous cultural figure and who lived such a full life. So rest in peace, little Richard. Uh, in more upbeat news, Ariana Grande and Justin Bieber released their very first collaborative single, Stuck With You, last Friday to raise funds for First Responders Children's Foundation, which funds grants and scholarships for children of healthcare workers, emergency medical technicians, paramedics, police officers, firefighters, et cetera, et cetera, everyone serving on the front lines during this pandemic. And upon the track's release, uh, Bieber said, quote, this is the prom song for everyone who can't go to prom now. While Grande said, I can't fully articulate how happy I am we waited this long to do this, meaning this as in a duet together. Yeah. What do you think of the song, Keith? You know, sometimes these long-awaited combos uh, sometimes just shouldn't happen, um, even with the best of intentions, that is. You know, a charity single offsetting however terrible the song itself may be. Um, you know, for example, you know, you can sort of forgive We Are The World 25, uh, which actually features Bieber, um, since it was done for a good cause, you know, but the track itself was just generally a misfire. That said, the song is actually pretty nice. Um, you know, it's it's sweet. It has sort of a, I guess it's a, a waltz kind of vibe to it. It's kind of nice. It's kind of a slow dance song and it's sweet. You know, it's pretty good. I think it's pretty all right. What do you think, Jason? Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. I think it is pretty good. I think that the fact that it's for a good cause, uh, you know, whatever this was going to be in terms of something recorded and, and finished in quarantine would make it a little bit harder to find that kind of studio chemistry between, you know, two two of the defining pop artists of the past 10 years. But, you know, this is it it, it was a, a little bit more of a low key moment than I was expecting. But it but it's sweet. It's 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 generally a pretty positive moment for both of them. Um, and, you know, we're, we're as as you know, Keith, of course, we're expecting a pretty strong debut on the Hot 100 for uh, Stuck With You. Of course we would. It's Justin Bieber and Ariana Grande. So stay tuned to Billboard.com for news on that in the coming days. Speaking of charts, let's do the chart chat. Uh, first up on the Billboard 200 albums chart, country superstar Kenny Chesney debuts at number one with his new album, Here and Now. The set, which is his ninth number one, earned 233 equivalent, 233,000. If you were number one with just 233, that would be hilarious. That's 233,000 equivalent album units in the U.S. in the week ending May 7th, of course, according to Nielsen Music MRC data. And the bulk of that sum was actually driven by sales generated from a concert ticket album sale redemption offer with Chesney's upcoming tour. Meanwhile... At number two on the Billboard 200, Drake debuts with his new Stray Tracks collection, Dark Lane Demo Tapes. The set starts with 222,000 units, mostly derived from streaming activity for the album's songs, including the number one Hot 100 hit, Tusi Slide. Uh, The album is Drake's 12th top 10 effort. So, Keith, this was something that we were talking about all week. It just it's it's a rarity for Drake to debut anywhere but number one. Do you think he could actually hit number one next week? You know, it's kind of a it's it's kind of a busy week uh, this week in terms of new releases. We have a new Nav album, Good Intentions. There's a surprise Bad Bunny album that dropped on Sunday, which is kind of making it really hard to forecast for the week. Um, so, 
I'm thinking Nav, at least right now, probably has a really good shot. There's always a chance Straight could slide into number one in his second week. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be kind of hard to tell uh, right now uh, as we record this. So just stay tuned to Billboard.com, as we always <laughs> say, and we'll try to keep you posted on uh, how things might shake out. So there, there's other Drake chart news, uh, right, Keith, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken? Uh, yes, uh, there is. Uh, as his Dark Lane demo tape song Pain 1993 featuring Playboy Cardi, which Jason actually mentioned last week on the podcast, um, it debuts at number seven on the Hot 100. Drake's count of top tens now jumps to 38. He thus ties Madonna for the all-time record for the most top tens. Madonna has held the record since 2002 when she surpassed the Beatles' then long-standing record of the most top tens. You know, records were meant to be broken, and it will only be a matter of weeks, I suppose, days, until Drake (laughs) passes uh, Madonna's record. Uh, It's a sad, sad day for me right now, but, you know, it's all right. I'm going to make it through. It's an emotional moment. Um, Meanwhile, uh, we got to get to the Hot 100. It's a busy week in the top ten. Doja Cat featuring Nicki Minaj... Say So Remix hits number one on the chart, and then you have Megan the Stallion and Beyonce's Savage Remix right behind it, which is which is wild. Yeah, um, and and for listeners, you know how this works when we have these remixes, and they're basically just extensions of the original song. Um, for chart purposes and for tracking purposes, we track them all together. So the original version of Say So is mixed in with the new version with Nicki Minaj, and the same thing goes for Savage and its new version with uh, Beyonce. Um, But because uh, this week on the Hot 100, the uh, chart points, as we would call them, um, when we add up all the points of how they get to number one between airplay, you know, streams and sales, um, for both of them, they are driven largely by the new remixes. So at number one, Doja Cat and Nicki Minaj both get credit. Uh, Nikki is the featured artist at number one now on the Hot 100. And at number two, Beyonce is the featured artist now um, at number two on Savage. So uh, incredibly, uh, this is not only Doja Cat's first number one. That's not the incredible part because she's still a very new artist. But it's Nikki's first number one after more than 100 entries on the chart, which is just crazy. Yeah, I, I, I sort of can't believe that. She's one of those artists that we've been waiting for years to have a number one hit, it just it, it's never worked out. Even though she has so many top ten hits, it's not like she hasn't gotten close before. But she's finally, yeah. a number one. Yeah, it's like it, this is her. This is Nikki's eighteenth uh, top ten hit, and before say so, she got as high as number two with Anaconda back in two thousand fourteen. But she's also had a bunch of top tens with songs like Super Bass, and you know she even had a top ten with Madonna with uh, Give Me All Your Love. And so she's had a ton of hits. It's just somehow she it's always just eluded her until this week. So congrats to Nikki and of course congrats to Doja Cat as well. Absolutely. So so at number two, uh Megan Lee Stallion's Savage jumps two spots uh, to a new high. Thanks to the power of one Beyonce who appears a new remix of the track like we were just saying uh beyonce now gets artist credit on the chart so this is not only megan's highest charting song of her career but it's also beyonce's highest charting song since uh, another remix when she helped ed sheeran get to number one with perfect back in december 2017 um you know who could forget that that timeless remix of perfect by ed sheeran and beyonce yeah beyonce just sort of just like you know sneak attacks you every so often and jumps on a remix um well All this remix talk prompted me to fall into a charts rabbit hole, 
uh, sifting through all the number ones on the Hot 100 and taking note of which number ones got a late-in-the-game remix that propelled it to number one, or maybe songs that uh, may have just had a makeover after their initial release, and now that remix or that new version is the version that everyone has generally become familiar with. Yeah, so let's talk for a minute about why artists do this, Keith, because, you know, some of it is is probably just artists wanting to be creative together. You you think about an artist like Megan Thee Stallion, and she has the opportunity to have Beyonce on a new version of her song. Of, of course you're going to take it. You're not going to care too much about, you know, chart placement or how well the song could could do you want to collaborate with Beyonce it's a once in a lifetime opportunity but there's also of course this business aspect to it and we've seen time and again that you can get more people to pay attention to an older song by you know freshening freshening it up with a new remix or a new guest star yeah especially these days when you know everything is up on streaming services and becomes you know quote-unquote old after its first day of availability and it's hard to keep people's attention you know as jason said you know there, there's there's always something to distract you from new music you know it's hard enough to to get people to pay attention to a brand new album um, but how do you get them to care about a song that's months old that was on a previously released album well sometimes the easiest way to do that is via a remix with a new guest star and that makes everyone care about it yeah exactly so so keith Let's do it, man. Let's talk about let's let's take that stroll down chart memory lane. Let's talk about a few of the recent highlights uh, that we found in in this remix corner. All right. So in recent years, there's been quite a few, and I, I want to also preface this by saying this is not an exhaustive list. I'm sure I've missed <laughs> something, um, and I'm sure that y'all will disagree with what we are putting out there as possible things that fit into this category, but. I, I just thought this was an interesting thing to address. And uh, so, yeah, I'd like to put the preface out there just in case you come at me for some reason. Okay. Um, so there's Little Nas X's Old Town Road, which was just last year. Yeah. God, it was just a year ago. It was originally just a solo track, but it got a revision with its guest star, Billy Ray Cyrus, added on. Uh, in fact, of the tracks, a record 19 weeks at number one on the Hot 100, its first week at number one was credited just to Little Nas X. After that, the Billy Ray version became the more dominant version of the on the chart, and Billy Ray began to get credit. So that's an interesting tidbit. It actually had one week at number one that was just Lil Nas X by himself. One one song that that became huge that I don't even remember the solo version of was when Maroon Five added Cardi B to Girls Like You, which was originally a Maroon Five track when it was first released in 2017. I don't even really remember that song because you know the the Cardi B remix became so huge in 2018 uh, when the song was positioned as a single and then you know Cardi B coming off of the huge success of Bodak Yellow jumped on the track song became number one for weeks on end on the Hot 100. See the remix thing actually worked for you because you didn't even remember what the original version was like which is precisely the point of this. (laughs) You didn't know it because you weren't paying attention and then you paid attention to the remix version. Yeah exactly. Um Okay, so as mentioned earlier, um, Ed Sheeran enlisted Beyonce on a remix of Perfect, which propelled the song to number one in December of 2017. And that same year, Justin Bieber gave Luis Fonsi and Daddy Yankee's Despacito a surge in popularity, pushing it to number one on the Hot 100 as well. 
The year before that, Sia's Cheap Thrills got a redo, adding Sean Paul to the track months after it was released as a solo cut on Sia's album This Is Acting. The song hit number one on the Hot 100 in August of 2016. So here's one that I I totally forgot, just in terms of the remix version. Uh, In 2015, when Taylor Swift and Kendrick Lamar teamed up for the Bad Blood remix. I remember the video. I don't really remember the the remix song too well. But anyway, you know, that's another classic example. The song went from number 53 on the Hot 100 to number one. Yeah. Um, I think I think the video with Kendrick, I want to say it premiered during the Billboard Music Awards. Sure did. Didn't it? Yeah. I think it opened the Billboard Awards. It did, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, Katy Perry also rang up a rapper for the single release of her number one single, E.T., someone you may have heard of, Kanye West. Uh, the song hit number one in 2011. Uh, the same year, Rihanna's S&M surged to number one after the diva called up another diva, Britney Spears, Uh, And it actually had a similar trajectory as uh, Doja Cat's Say So. Um, S&M, like like Say So, was in the top 10 before the guest star showed up. And then once the guest star showed up, the song jumped to number one, and both guest stars received credit on the track at number one. So Britney Spears can actually count S&M as one of her number one singles. So then going back a little bit further, you can look to how... You know, an artist like Jennifer Lopez would take an existing song like I'm Real and then just completely overhaul it into a brand new song, basically. Get a rapper on it, usually like Ja Rule or Fat Joe. Um, They were almost like these kind of quasi-remixes that were so different from the original version, but they, you know, they were counted as remixes. uh, And that was a huge hit for her as well. And then, you know, uh, a song, one of my favorite songs, Stutter by Joe, uh, which became a hit after um, Mystical jumped on it. And then, of course, a number one hit in the 90s, uh, Macarena, Keith, Los Del Rio, uh, you know, that became a huge hit when the Bayside Boys remixed it and, and beca- gave it, you know, the shine that we all know today. Yeah, my dear, my dear, my dear, you may not know me, but I know you very well. Now, let me tell you that I call, 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 call. Did I get that right, Jason? Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah. Oh, man, I, <laughs> I love Joe. Let's just do next week's Pop Shop podcast is just me talking about how much I love Joe. Wow. How's Joe doing right now? I don't know. That's what we'll find out next week. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Now, finally, uh, we're not saying this list is exhaustive. So please tweet us your favorite examples of songs that got a second life after their remix. Um And, of course, these were only really kind of focusing around number ones for this list. You know, when I think of old examples from the 80s and the early 90s, I think of number one hits like Paula Abdul's Opposites Attract, George Michael's Monkey, and Duran Duran's The Reflex. Um, You know, it was and continues to be normal for songs to get a slight remix or a tweak for its single release. Um, Usually it's an edit to make the song shorter or maybe just to tweak the track a little bit here and there to sort of give it a shine. But generally they they sound the same as their album version counterparts. Like if you're young enough, you may remember when you bought singles and it would say uh, on the single itself, like, oh, this is the seven inch edit or the radio cut or the radio edit. Basically, it was a song that the version of it that you remember seeing on MTV or hearing on the radio. So Opposites Attract got a remix for its single in 1989. 
adding a rap intro and a bridge that was visualized by the animated MC Scat Cat oh, yeah. in the song's music video. Um, how's MC Scat Cat doing these days? Uh, while George Michael's Monkey got a full overhaul for its single release in 1988, as compared to its album version, uh, because producers Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis jumped in and basically just sort of rebuilt the song. It sounds similar to the album version, but it has a whole new, very uh, aggressive kind of forward, um, kind of futuristic vibe to it. And the same goes for Duran Duran's The Reflex, which was revamped by friend of the podcast, Nile Rogers, for its single release back in 1984. And so there, there you go, Keith. That, that was like a, a brief history of some of the most notable remixes, revamps, overhauls uh, that became, you know, familiar Hot 100 number one favorites we all know today. That was fun. Yeah, thanks. Um, I thought it was fun, too. Uh, Now it's time for the chart stat of the week. Thirty-five years ago this week, God, it's really been thirty-five years ago. Uh, Madonna's "Crazy for You" hit number one on the Hot 100, becoming the diva's second number one of a so far twelve leaders. The ballad climbed to the top of the chart, dated May eleventh, nineteen eighty-five, spending one week at number one. But don't let that solitary week atop the list fool you. The song was so incredibly popular. How popular, you may ask? How popular was it, Keith? (laughs) How popular was it, Keith? Well, before it was number one, it actually cooled its jets at number two for three weeks, stuck behind the all-star charity single and major pop culture event record, We Are the World. And then on May 11th, Crazy finally bumped We Are the World from number one. Crazy for You was also Madonna's fifth top 10 single on the Hot 100 of a still record well, with Drake, 38 top 10 hits. Uh, so there you go. Um, you know, because of the connection to Drake and the top 10 record this week, I thought it was fitting to go back in time to this week, 35 years ago, when Madonna was on top of the Hot 100 with Crazy For You. All right. We've reached the end of our big show, our big flashback remix fueled show um any parting words uh jason um just that we have a, a really fun guest next week uh, that's all i'll say yeah d- yeah we can't we can't got well let's hope the guest happens be, if it didn't happen just ignore that we ever said this how about no, that <laughs> no i it's gonna happen man let's do it um what songs should we go out on jason well to preview next week's all joe pop shop podcast let's listen to joe's i want to know one of his best <laughs> r&b singles all right, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. See ya. So I want to know, know what turns you on. Yeah, I like to know so I can be your I like to know. I have
have pen fed, that's a fact. I have pen fed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's PowerCash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, figgins! You've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA.